Hi, I'm Rabbi Yisrael Bernath, and welcome to my daily Torah thought. We've been talking all week about these four biblical prototypes. We spoke about Enoch, we spoke about Noah, we spoke about Abraham, and today we're going to bring it all together. You see, even Abraham's love is still not the ultimate. It took another four centuries for the epitome of selfless devotion to another to emerge. And who is this? Moses. You see, Abraham's virtue over Noah is that his objective in relating to others is not in realizing the potential of his social self, as the case was with Noah, but in achieving the desired result to transform their behavior and their character, bringing to light their good and perfect essence. But the problem with Abraham is that ultimately, Abraham's kindness had an ulterior motive. You see, it wasn't a personal motive, but it was a motive that spells the recipient's good and is consistent with the recipient's true self, but it still was an ulterior motive. Our sages describe how Abraham's hospitality was a means to achieve his goal of converting the guests to believe in God. The same is true of Abraham's valiant prayer on behalf of Saddam and Gomorrah. He beseeched God to spare them because of the righteous in their midst. As long as righteous individuals remain in a city, there's hope for the wicked there as well. And on a deeper level, he was referring to the righteous one within a wicked person, his inner potential for good, and to spare them. Abraham was saying that because perhaps the good in them will still triumph. As soon as he became aware that the wicked of Sodom were beyond hope, he stopped praying. Such love and concern for the sake of the potential good that one sees in another is a love that is tainted, minutely tainted, but it's still tainted. It has a little selfishness within it. One is relating to their fellow, not as one's fellow sees themselves, but with an eye to one's own vision of them. And this allows for a reaction on their part. It's expressed, it may be unexpressed, it may be even unconscious. But that you don't care for me as I am, only for what you wish to make of me, so you don't really care about me at all. It's true that one's only desire is to reveal the other's essential self, but this is a deeper, still unrealized self. One's love fails to address the other, as he now expressly is, focusing instead on one's knowledge of what he latently is and what he can and ought to make of himself. Now Moses is completely different. His love for his people was utterly selfless. He was an unconditional love, one that is unassuming of what they ought to be or what they are on a deeper yet, let's say, unrealized level. He loved them as they were, And he did everything in his power to satisfy their needs, both material and spiritual. So when Moses pleaded to God on behalf of the worshippers of the golden calf, he didn't say, forgive them because they will repent, or forgive them because they carry great potential. He just said, forgive them. And if you won't, erase me from your Torah. Either you accept the sinner as he is, Or you put together a nation and a Torah without me. That's the Moses. The difference between Moses and his predecessors is also reflected in the extent of their influence on their fellows. 
Enoch, with his holy, self-directed righteousness, had absolutely no influence. And he was himself susceptible to influence. Noah, who extended himself to his fellows, but only because he recognized that concern for his fellow as an integral part of a perfect self. He wasn't influenceable, but he did an influence. And Abraham's teaching was free of personal bias, and he had tons of followers. But since even Abraham's effort fell short of the pure definition of selflessness, his influence was limited. Now today, we have no traceable errors of Abraham's disciples. I always wondered whatever became of those souls that Abraham had made in Haran. But the efforts of Moses' utterly selfless love is completely eternal. His guidance and leadership of his people yielded a great nation whose endurance and unbroken continuity to this very day defies all laws of history. I'm Rabbi Yisrael Bernath. Shabbat Shalom. Hi, Rabbi Bernath here. I have some great news for you. My popular four-week course, Kabbalah for Everyone, is available right now for free for the next 50 people who download it. All you have to do is go to www.theloverabbi.com, scroll to the bottom of the page, and you're going to see the download button right there. In this course, I talk about the Kabbalistic secrets to relationships, to wealth, to happiness, and balance. This special offer has been dedicated in loving memory of Ellie Dorfman. I look forward to hearing from you and hope you enjoy the course. Now on to today's episode.